welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson and Heather Smith. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is actually a strongness and happiness is just a choice. Thanks for being here. Yeah. (laughs) So we have an interesting topic for you today, and that is, are you enough for you? And before you run away screaming, thinking that we're going to give you lashings for not being enough of you. Um, <laughs> we actually no, no, have a no. totally different, uh, yeah, we actually have a totally different approach uh, for creating difference in your life um, or a different life, whichever, whichever way you'd like to have it. So welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, Stephanie and I always, I, you know, draw from our own life with for the show, <laughs> and um, so both of us um, have had this percolating in different ways. And uh, I'll speak for myself in particular. Of um, it's like, wow, you know what? You know, are there ways that I've continued to be dissatisfied with myself or what I'm choosing or how I'm living? And instead of going for you know, going to the wrongness of that or continuing to just be unhappy with myself and judge myself, really starting to look at what, what could I be choosing different or doing different that does make me really happy with everything about me, everything about my life, and, and not as like a conclusion like, oh, finally I'm just happy with everything, but really is an ongoing practice and an ongoing way to live um, in how I'm being with me. And if there's something that I don't like about how I'm being in my life or how I'm handling situations, you know, how could I be different? What else could I choose um, that would really just uh, allow me to enjoy myself more? <laughs> more than I already right. do. <laughs> well, I think that's a really... That's a really novel point of view because one of the things that I see a lot and when I think back to about 10 years ago, you know, I think about that one of the biggest things that I talked about with other people was all was or were um, all the different uh-huh. things that were wrong. And that was actually part of what my friends and I had decided was required to change things is to talk about the things that are wrong and talk about how you're doing it wrong yeah. and talk about – and there was something really valuable to that, uh, uh, valuable about that to me. And over the last five and a half years, one of the things that I've developed and the relationships that have developed um, have revolved around something totally different. And that's asking questions and making choices. And that's a really different way to live. And it has changed how I make choices, how I think about my life, look at my life, live my life pretty dramatically. And it's changed my social interactions also pretty dynamically because now there's not the fun of talking about what's wrong or, you know, finding value in (laughs) talking about what's wrong as if that's acknowledging something so that it can change. 
Instead, now it really is asking questions about what's going on and what I'd truly like to create. And that's actually a totally different direction because of, instead of always backwards looking, which is how that other, other way works as you look backwards at things so that what you create in the future will be better. And what I'm looking at now is we actually look at what we'd like to create and then anything that doesn't match that, change it. This way you're always looking at at moving forward. You still end up looking or changing things about the way you're living your life or the choices that you're making, but you, you change them pretty organically. This, the other way that I used to function, basically I made a big conclusion about what had to change about me so that I could have the life that I'd like to have. It's really different to look at the life you'd like to have and then go, okay, cool. What's it going to take to, choose that what's it going to take to be that what's it going to take to add that to my life and now anything that's in the way I'll change it (laughs) yeah Uh, man I love that was so beautifully concise and clear (laughs) you described that (laughs) surprise so yeah (laughs) well and like you said so beautifully it's such a different way to function and to me it really uh, has contributed to the joy of living, like it is so fun to look at what I would like to have as my future and ask questions about what it would take to get there. That was such a more enjoyable conversation and exploration than what are, what's wrong with me and how do I fix it <laughs> based on how it used to be. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> What are some practical ways to maybe start making that transition for our listeners who are interested in, in exploring this and playing with it and trying it out for themselves? <laughs> well, I guess one of the things that came up this last week, I was at two different trainings this last week, and it was interesting because pe- I was with people that travel the world constantly. So we meet mm-hmm. up in all these different places. So we've seen each other in Rome recently. We've seen each other in Costa Rica recently. We've seen each other. We're, a lot of us are about to see each other in LA. We've seen each other in Canada. We've seen each other in Brazil. We've seen each other, you know, like these lives that, that are really, they're really pretty dramatic, I guess. Dramatic in that, you know, we're in all these different beautiful locations. You know, uh, we eat at beautiful places. Uh, We went hang gliding in Brazil. We went, you know, like just having a really good time while also dynamically creating and changing. So writing books and doing seminar, like creating seminars and creating workshops and, you know, working with, working with movers and shakers around the globe all at the same time while we're doing this other stuff. And to me, one of the things that I found interesting was that it doesn't matter what your life looks like from the outside. This whole idea of is your life big enough for you, um, it doesn't matter what other people think. So you may have a life that to a lot of other people would look huge. And you know, you know, the first, the first step is being honest with you. And I I apologize. My dog is coughing in the background. Um, (laughs) But but only you know what's actually big enough for you. So you your yeah. life may look like you have everything a person could possibly want, but you may find that that isn't actually big enough for you. Which is where where this next um, this next bit comes into play, and that's beginning to ask questions 
about what it is that you would truly like to have or add um, and, you know, adding is a, is a big tool that both Heather and I use instead of like, well, that didn't work. You know, this still doesn't feel big enough. You don't have to trash your life. You can add to it. <laughs> yeah. So well, and would that, you talk a little yeah. bit about asking questions? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I just wanted to emphasize what you're saying, that truly it really is no point of view about the life you currently have and the life you seek that would be bigger for you. Like, you know, don't assume that traveling more means bigger for you. You know, traveling less might be bigger for you. It's like we really have no point of view about what that is. Yeah, I recently asked that question. I, I was like, oh, for me, yeah. if I was actually being everything that I truly desire to be and everything that I can be, everything I can contribute to this planet and the changes that are possible, would I travel more? Would I travel the same? Would I travel different? Would I travel less? And really looking yeah. at without without having a point of view about what, what that would be because I, I don't cognitively have the information, but I do energetically have the information about what that is, which is also another way yeah. that what we're looking at is really different. And asking questions yeah. comes from a different place. <laughs> right. So we'll, so I'll touch on all that with the addressing, um, asking questions. So, so truly asking a question is, is like we've been trained to ask a question to get the right answer. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, what we're talking about is asking a question that is truly from curiosity of what else is possible that you never considered. So, um, so, truly, so when you ask a question from curiosity and no preconceived notion of what the answer might be and not even looking for an answer necessarily, what occurs is you get an awareness you get a inspiration, you get an awareness of an energy when you ask the question. And we've talked about that in a lot of shows, of awareness of energy as something like lightens up your world and is really expansive and light. Or if the, when you ask the question, what comes up is heavier and kind of contracts you. Um, so that's what we're talking about with the awareness of the energy. And or so you ask the ask, question and then – oh, sorry – I was going to say, or you ask a question and you go to the coffee shop and three people around you are talking about the topic you asked a question about, or your Uber driver all of a sudden brings up his cousin who lives in the place that you were you know, wondering about. And you'll start yeah. to get information <laughs> from all sorts of places that you couldn't have predicted that you could receive information from. And when you hear the information, it's almost like you'll know it's for you in, in part whenever um, it may even use some of the exact words that you used when asking your question, you know, <laughs> you'll be yeah. Like, that yeah, it's amazing. Too weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun part though. So it's like, in, we're asking a question for the awareness and to allow the entire universe to contribute to what we're asking for. So it's really like using the power of creation and consciousness and energy and the whole world to, to contribute to us in creating the life we'd like to have. Like we don't, we don't necessarily have to work so hard <laughs> to become aware of what else we can choose 
Um, and asking questions is a way to start making what you'd like to create show up a lot more easily and with a lot more clarity. So, um, so more questions can be um, just what Stephanie hinted at about being honest with yourself. Like asking, wow, is, is this thing that I'm doing really working for me? Like maybe the job that you have is feeling really confined and small for you. So just really like, wow, is this, is this really working for me? And you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you start to explore it and ask more questions like, okay, is there anything about this that does work for me? You know, maybe um, if you ask a question like that, you start to get more clarity about exactly what it is that is or is not working rather than just like, oh, I have to quit my job. No, you might not have to. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. So when you ask what about this is working, what about this isn't working, that will start to give you more clarity about the different aspects of it. You know, because our lives can be complex, and there's lots of different factors contributing to something like our job and what makes it great or what makes it horrible or what makes it fun and easy or what makes it, like, really challenging. So it's about by asking questions, you start to get clarity about those different aspects. Um, Stephanie, do you have some other questions like that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, the – you know, I, it's so funny because so many things have so much charge because our our lives are so central to our lives, to state the obvious. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 parts of our lives that we're usually asking questions about are usually the the parts of our lives that we also are afraid to lose. We're afraid to mess up. We're you know concerned yeah. about making the wrong choice. And so asking these questions without a point of view or without um, I guess without a preconceived notion about what that would look like, you know, can can be a skill yeah. all its own. And one of the ways yeah. that one of the ways that I've been playing with it has been instead of sort of threatening the 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 thing I find precious, um, unless I'm feeling brave that day. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I one of the things that I do is ask different questions. So basically, instead of doing the the good old should I stay or should I go routine, one of the questions that I might ask is, you know, what would I have to add to this for this to actually work for me? Because I loved when you I loved when you said, you know, does this actually work for me? A lot of times if you're by the time you're asking the question, you already know it's not whether you want to look at it or not. You're sort of like, yeah. And so, (laughs) so so if you're not willing to sort of really look, give it a good hard look and, and, you know, go, all right, would I really be willing to lose whatever this is to me? Um, sometimes I'll just ask instead again, well, what, what would I have to add for this to actually work for me? And sometimes, because I see a lot of people immediately find something that they'd let, they think they would like to do more and then throw out the very thing that has actually been contributing to their lives for a really long time. And, um, you know, so somebody might discover access and think all of a sudden that they want to make access their business or their work instead of just using the tools and enjoying how dynamically the tools work. There's a lot of people who are like, now I want to quit my job. 
Um, and it's like, well, hold, hold, what is it about what is it about this job that you're so quick to get away from? You know, what is it that you could actually add or contribute with this job or, you know, to this job? Or what could you actually now allow for this job to contribute to you that maybe you never even considered before because you'd already decided that you hated it and you wanted out? There's so many times when people decide that they want to get rid of something because the other choice seems so much harder to actually, you know, if, if there's a bully at work, you know, like it may seem easier to leave than actually do something different. Or um, if the workload is becoming challenging and you're, I mean, like, oh, like you literally cannot get to it no matter how many hours you work in the week, but you're not willing to actually ask for something different. It may seem easier to throw the job away than to actually ask for what you require. But that's the amazing thing about questions. Will will yeah. throwing this job away actually create what I'm asking for? And that's a real question. Okay, so I've decided that getting rid of this job will create what I, it is I want in my life. If I if I throw this job away, what will my life be like in five years? What will my life be like in ten years? What will my life be like in twenty years? If I don't throw this job away, but I choose something different that I don't even know what that is yet. What will my life be like in five years? What will my life be like in 10 years? What will my life be like in 20 years? If I, if I keep everything the same, <laughs> what will my life be like in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And, and using, using that, you can start to get a sense of what these different things create. And so you may get the sense that there'd be a whole lot of relief for five minutes if you quit your job. (laughs) But what you may discover is that your job may be contributing way more to you than you even know. And then if you actually were willing to create the other changes, which are probably far more likely the changes that if you made them would alter the rest of your life as well. So, you know, if there's a bully at work, it's probably likely that there's also bullies other places in your life. And we can try and get away from them in every way we can, including quitting or leaving a relationship or all the things that we can do in that way. And it might be that if we, if we got different tools and, to choose something different when those people or those energies are present, that might create a far bigger change than the one immediately clear choice that you could make, which is just to go away. Yeah. Was that, I was love that it. clear at all? <laughs> it was. Um, you know, and that, it's such a, a salient point with how we often choose. You know, we, we do often just try to get rid of or get away from something that isn't working for us and chuck the whole thing, you know, rather than really start to explore what it is about that thing that isn't working. Um, So it's, yeah, it's, it's a different way to function. And, you know, the thing with the job too, it's like, you know, I've had that same conversation you described of people you know, discovering access and wanting to just jump in and make it their career and everything and check everything else. But they don't do things like look at, well, is the work you're currently doing, like providing for you financially in a way that makes your life work? If you gave up that income by quitting your job or stopping the business or just checking it all, 
you know, how would that work for you to not have that income? <laughs> you know? And how quickly is it actually going to take for you to generate income from a new business with access? You know, are, are, have you even started yet? Have you even taken your first class yet <laughs> or second class yet? Like, do you know what it takes? To, to do that. <laughs> so just asking questions can be so key to creating way more ease and clarity with whatever it is you'd like to change, whatever it is you'd like to improve, um, whatever it is you'd like to have just a different possibility that you enjoy more. Um, it can make it just so much easier than, you know, most of the tools that I've been taught because I definitely was taught that, you know, just get away from it, check it, do something totally different, change directions. <laughs> and <laughs> all that can work sometimes, but the more you ask questions, the more clarity you'll get about how that will work. Um, well, and I love, too, I mean, you titled the show, Are You Enough for You? And some of these yeah. things that we think that if we chuck it will make our lives easier, if we actually add the question back in, you know, if I get rid of this, will my life be big enough for me? If I get rid of this, will I be big enough for me? Or is what's required for me to have enough and be enough for me, is it actually required that I add more, not get smaller and think I'm going to create more? (laughs) Right. Well, and that's a, um, you know, a, a different approach with, you know, we've talked about doing things in our life, something like a job, which is a little bit more external, um, even though it may affect our everyday life and, you know, what we're doing. Our point of view about what we're doing, like what if that is also questionable? You know, asking questions can also be about like, wow, what attitude am I using to approach work with? And what other attitude could I have? You know, what other point of view could I have about the job that I'm doing that I never considered? Um, what, what, uh, what else could I add that would allow me to really feel good about myself? It could be an action. It could be a point of view. It could be um, just the way that you're doing stuff as well. It may not necessarily be an external thing um, that would create something greater for you. It can be in how you're being with you. Um, You know, are you kind of person who always is criticizing yourself for what you're not doing or always looking to what you didn't get done in the day and then, you know, criticizing yourself for being lazy or for being flaky or untogether and unorganized? (laughs) Like what if you stop judging you for how you're currently being? That could be a life-changing choice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can really do. Well, yeah. the thing that I see about this energetic shift is, yeah, and it's one of those things that I, I do get is becoming a more popular conversation. I know there's also a lot of people who are like, what are you talking about with these energy things? But if I see someone in the office and I have a feeling about that person in the office, and so I, what do you do with that feeling? Oftentimes you allow that feeling to, to steer your ship like a rudder. So, yes. you know, if, if you're a person who's like, that energy stuff is crap, it's like, well, okay. And, um, you know, when you have a particular point of view about something, do you allow it to steer your actions? 
And so this, these energetic changes, whenever I've questioned them in my own life, what I've discovered is that pretty rapidly they alter the course of my ship, to keep with that metaphor, that literally yeah. things begin happening different in my life and have, have dynamically shifted things in my career every time that I've done this exercise of really looking at, oh, okay, so I, for recently, um, a couple months ago, I basically had sort of gotten to the place where I was doing a lot of sitting and a lot of working on my computer in between extreme tra- bouts of travel. So I would do extreme travel and work, you know, 18 hours in a day, and then I would come home and I would work the I would work 12 to 18 hours a day, but I would do it all sitting on my computer. And it got to be this sense of I wasn't actually creating a life. Like that's how I was like, wait a second. I'm doing a lot of what looks like living. (laughs) (laughs) But I would like to do something that looks a lot more like creation for me. Um, That Mm -hmm. actually, as I create it, that it, it begins to, Pull, pull me forward because I've discovered there's sort of two different kinds of ways of living. Like one of them is that you live life day to day and, oh, and we can, we can both do both. Of, we can all do both of these and you may see them in one area of your life more dynamically or in another area of your life more dynamically, but there's, there's the create, there's the right now. So there's all the things that are sort of on your to-do list, the things that get done today, what needs to get done today. And some of this may create for the future, but usually what this is doing is actually creating for a future that looks exactly the same as it does today. So it still has the pretty much the same to-do list, even if it's new projects and all that kind of stuff. And then there's other things that we can be creating towards that actually alter and shift the future and create a future that invites you and everyone around you into more. And those are different. Those often, they they may go on your to-do list, but they will have a very different way of looking at them than the like, what do I have to get done today? This is more like, what would I have to create for the future for there to be a future when I get there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know that's, yeah. that's more than another to-do list <laughs> yeah. and when right. I started asking that question all of a sudden my job shifted um, like a lot of my job I have you know a lot of things about my work all shifted and I began mm-hmm. to get new ideas about things that I had taken out of my repertoire like shooting for magazines and shooting commercially and that kind of stuff. I had taken that out of my repertoire and all of a sudden those started to show back up as possibilities again. And I was like, Oh, I literally had lost. I had done that thing where I had sort of thrown out some of what I have as a gift and, you know, I was still doing photography yeah. for that, but I wasn't creating for my own future with that as sort of following somebody else's, you know, following somebody else's, now, now I'm stuck in a metaphor, now following someone else's yeah. ship instead of, yeah. you know, instead of really creating where it is that looking at a map and going, where would I like to go on this map? Um, you know, it was more like, oh, my, where I would like to go matches where these people would like to go. So if I go where these people are going, this ship will take me there instead of what can I actually be adding and contributing that would expand where all of us are going, because that's, what's big enough for me. 
But that's not true for everybody. For some people, like following a ship is exactly what they would like to be doing. And their support roles make, make everything else easy. But I'm not a good support person. And so that's a part for me to be really honest about things. I'm a terrible support person. I'm supportive. (laughs) I'm supportive. Yeah. And encouraging. (laughs) But I am not a person that you want taking care of the details of your life so that you don't have to pay attention to them. (laughs) Right. Right. So so this brings me back to our original uh, show topic of are you enough for you? Again, it's being super honest with yourself about, you know, the future that you're creating by, how, by the choices you're currently making of how you're living your life. And is that enough for you? Is that working for you? Is it going – if you keep doing the same things you're doing today, your life is going to be pretty much the same here in the future. So is that enough for you? And, again, not from it being right or wrong, but just from the honesty with yourself of like, you know, is it enough? Is it everything you'd really like it to be? If it is, awesome. (laughs) And if it isn't, you know, what else could you be choosing? What else, what other questions could you ask? And a a piece that I just want to add from what you just said, Stephanie, is, you know, are the things that you're creating, are you actually doing it for you? Are you, or are you doing it on, you know, what your spouse would like or what your parents expect of you or the group of friends that you have or, you know, are, are some of your choices based on what other people expect of you or would like you to choose? Because none of that has anything to do with you. And I know a huge shift in my life was when I started to include myself more than I ever had before. And I started to ask, well, if I was choosing what I would really like to be choosing, regardless of anyone else's point of view about it, what would that be? And, you know, honestly, when I started, I had no clue. You know, it was way easier for me to be aware of what other people would like of me or expect of me or, um, you know, desire of me or have learned to, you know, know me as. Um, rather than have the clarity about what I would like to choose and if what's working for me and what isn't working for me. Um, it, it could be obvious if it was working for other people, and that usually was enough for me for a very long time. Um, so yeah. That was a big shift to recognize that what was enough for other people and what they liked about me or enjoyed about me wasn't enough for me. And, and it wasn't about having to reject that person. For me, it was really a process of starting to add what works for me, what my point of view actually is about things in my life and what I'm doing and where I'm putting my energy and attention. And, and just that one shift, again, just the shift in perspective was totally changed my life. <laughs> you know, asking what I would actually like to choose was a radically different question that I had almost never asked. <laughs> you know, so, so one question was a really, really, really big shift. So it can be simple. You know, it can be as simple as asking a question like, what would I actually like to choose here? So, um, woo. Wow, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and um, on this topic, there is something I um, 
I am not on the payroll for these guys, but there is a um, there's a class that is coming up really shortly, I think in the next couple of days, with two people that I, I've been so inspired by that um, I just kind of wanted to give them a shout-out since we're talking about the future. Yeah. And that's the yeah. moment. And um, oh, Steve and Chutissa yeah. Bo- <laughs> Bowman are uh, – they – they facilitate, um, you know, people doing Fortune 500 you know, in the Fortune 500 realm on um, taking their business and creating something really different with it, but not by throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but really looking at, you know, if you have a vision statement, what does it mean to take each one of the words that are in your vision statement, for instance? This is just one exercise. Um, what does it mean to take each one of those and add questions to it so that it can expand your reach. Um, And they do that with everything that I've ever seen them touch. Literally take something as it is, add questions to it, and expand what's possible with it. So they're about to do a call all about um, expanding what's possible in your own future and also looking at revenue streams and that kind of thing going, cool, so right now you have one, two, three, four, five revenue streams. What would it be like? What are the places where these revenue streams actually have natural places where they branch off that maybe you have or haven't even considered looking at them yet? Um, And the same thing with your assets, but assets including who you are. (laughs) They have a really (laughs) different way of looking what your assets are and how to expand those. So um, so that's something for me. I'll be adding this call to my own repertoire. I'll be, I'll be joining them live for these calls. Me, um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of expansion and creation that I'm looking to have in my own life. So I'm going to find out where they are. And while I look up the, um, the website that they have for that particular call, Heather, what, what do you have coming up? Um, so I um yeah, I actually am hosting uh another access consciousness facilitator named Daria Hansen. Um she's coming to the San Francisco um to San Francisco and uh, that will be in October, October twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and twenty ninth for Right Riches for You. And um she is amazing. She's from Russia originally and she now lives in Canada and uh, is another person who travels the globe uh, facilitating classes and attending classes. And um, she's just very, very different uh, with money. And she has an ease with money and creating more money in her life um, that is, for me, really rare. (laughs) I haven't met too many people like her (laughs) that have such ease with money and creating quite a bit of it. Um, she's really fun, and um, it's going to be an intro night, and you can just come to the intro, uh, or it's a two-day live class. And um, so you can – that's going to be on Facebook, and we'll be announcing um, at a Facebook event um, where you can get the details. And you can always go to the Access Consciousness website, uh, which is accessconsciousness.com, and just look up Daria Hansen. And um, and check it out. So that's the main thing I have cool. coming up. <laughs> yeah. And in addition to all of that, 
she is a master of walking in the most beautiful high heels you've ever seen. She is, has a grace <laughs> yes. and elegance about the way that she carries herself mm-hmm. that it's actually that a lot of people yeah, a lot so, of people find inspiring. <laughs> yes, it's true. So um, yeah. I am looking right now at the the website. So the two Bowmans. Um, this is also a Right Riches for You class, and it's called a conversation with the future. And um, so I have gotten to it. So if you go to the two Bowmans, the number is T H E, the number two. And then b o w m a n s dot com um, forward slash the two Bowman's dash classes. But it looks like if you just go to the two Bowman's dot com and follow follow the breadcrumbs, it will get you there. <laughs> I'm looking right now on on the front uh, their front page. I believe if you click on Right Riches, it should and or oh on their calendar they've got a calendar page. So there you go, the twobowmans.com, and they've got a calendar page on there. And um, if you guys are joining them for those conversations, they'll be happening over the next week. And then you can always call in on next week's show and ask questions, and we can explore more. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, find us on Facebook yeah. at the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. Uh, you can also go to the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong dot com, and that will take you to our Blog Talk Radio show page. And we have a nifty little reminder thing there, so you can sign up to, uh, to get notices of uh, the show for each week, which is noon Pacific and three p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye.